from a bar mitzvah at the Wailing Wall in Jerusalem to a temple procession in Taipei. The people of our world are passionate about their beliefs. Are you listening? Tune in to the sounds of your world on Radio Taiwan International. Thanks so much for joining us today here on Radio Taiwan International. Up ahead this hour, we start Monday right with Shirley Lin's music program, Jukebox Republic. But as always, we kick things off with a new edition of Here in Taiwan. Welcome to Here in Taiwan. Today is Monday, February 8th. I'm John Van Trieste, and sitting here with me today in the studio, pretending to be doing a live stream. We apologize for that, by the way. Uh, <laughs> we're, our camera equipment seems to have suffered a breakdown. Yeah, it happens. Uh, I'm John Van Trieste. <laughs> I'm Shirley Lin. I'm Stash Butler. All right, up next, we're going to be telling you... Uh, about how scam calls and messages in Taiwan have spiked recently, and maybe some of the reasons why that may be. Then, Taiwan wants you to come and head for the woods. We'll be telling you why tourism operators are trying to convince more visitors to go visit Taiwan's magical forests. And we're going to be telling you about uh, some how informing on litterbugs is a big business in the southern city of Kaohsiung. All that coming up next. Please stick around. interested to see this headline because I've definitely noticed an uptick in the number of bizarre me text messages and calls I've been getting. Really? You get, are you getting a lot recently? Well, uh, yeah. That's true. I what, don't, are, what are they trying to sell you? Yeah, I, what, um, what, what, they always yeah. ask me. They're always, for some reason, scooter-related insurance, and I don't have a have scooter. A That's interesting. Or car-related car, or car -related insurance. I guess a lot things. of people do have Like It's a pretty good bet if you call someone. as well. <laughs> I get texts about car insurance. Really? Oh, like, that too. I don't have a car, so... <laughs> they're just like, car, bicycles, anything? Any mode <laughs> of transport we can offer insurance for? <laughs> I don't know. And they're uh, not real... I don't know no. what they're trying to No, do. they're trying to scam you in some I don't way. Know what, I don't know what the scam is, but I'm sure that there is one. Because is, legitimate companies yeah. don't call like that. No, and I, I always feel bad because I think, like, the main victims of this, like, kind of people who grew up in a sort of more trusting era where, like, you got a call from someone and it was your bank and they actually really wanted to sort of give you your product or whatever but yeah. then it's yeah. just, it's generally kind of older people i think yeah, we that don't answer the phone things. for unknown numbers mm -hmm. no well, guess what i got a call today from my bank and the first time i hung up because i was thinking that oh, it's just probably mm. another trying to sell me something mm. but it called again so i said all right i'll pick up it was they were calling to say happy birthday to me oh my <laughs> god wow yes, like, well that's nice yeah because you know, it's birthday. very you know it's very rare do you get a bank call you personally yeah, yeah, they email and just you say, or send you a statement right yeah. right um, they must anyway, make a lot of calls so. i mean like you think yeah. about that how On many customers day. they have yeah <laughs> must have millions of customers and then what one three hundred and sixty fifth probably approximately. They probably have a full time person whose job just, just, that just is. To the do birthday that. caller. The birthday caller. <laughs> I want to find sounds that. Sounds like a kind of a nice job. LinkedIn profile. <laughs> yeah. Well, so so this is backed up by statistics that apparently, according to uh, Taiwanese caller ID and number management mobile application, Who's Call. Um, I've never used Who's Call before. I've heard that it's actually oh. used abroad as well. It's is not it? just yeah. in Taiwan. Oh, okay. I think I might have interviewed a person who founded that. Oh, really? Yeah. Oh. Taiwanese. 
Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Is it is it kind of like a Viber or like that kind of thing or like a Skype kind of um, type thing? You know, because um, some um, what it does, if I remember correctly, is that it'll show the number of right. the person calling, right? Mm. Because sometimes you you get a call, but it says it's private number doesn't show. But yeah, no, always then the most suspicious you, of all. Yeah, yeah. <clears throat> and then I don't know anyone you, with a private number. No, Why are they right. no. they call yeah. you. So then you can decide whether you want to pick up this call or not. So right, I see. I, I think that's very convenient. I yeah, see. everybody should have it. I said everybody should have that. Well, <laughs> a lot of times because I'm expecting a call from someone I've arranged to do an interview with, and I don't. Yeah. Know their, I don't know their cell phone number. Right, right, right. right. So, so, so you're like, oh, so okay. I feel like I should, I have to answer. Right. And mm. it's almost never anybody who I mm. want to talk to. I know. On my phone, though, yeah. I get like, it comes up <clears throat> often with like a red number. So like the number comes up and it's already got kind of a red Flagged. thing. Yeah, 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 yeah. Because I think, and then they often ask me afterwards, my phone does, like, was this a spam call? So oh. I think then if, if, if that number calls other people, then... It They'll, gives you this notification. Wow. So that's basically other. Yeah. If enough people report oh. them, do they shut the number down? I don't know. I don't know how it works. Maybe they just. Maybe that's. That, maybe that'd be too heavy-handed. You know. Maybe they just kind of prefer this light touch. Like this is probably a spam call oh, okay. kind of thing. Do you have an iPhone? Uh, I don't. It's a. It's an Android oh, phone. Yeah. No wonder. Yeah. I, was thinking, I don't have that service. <laughs> these, these calls, according to this article, are up four hundred eighty-eight percent. Yeah, it's since a last lot. year. So yeah. from the year oh, before. Wow. Yeah, I'm guessing that's. Uh, so that's released. Uh, four hundred detected last year, so that's probably up on twenty I mean, twenty. That's up on twenty nineteen. Oh no, must, sorry, yeah. It must be accelerating even further because it's only February, and I've already got a, a number of those weird. Calls. Yeah, and so apparently this is linked to the coronavirus pandemic. That it's just it sort is of, uh, related or not. It is, yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, people are out of jobs, so they're taking out this new job. <coughs> people <laughs> calling people to try to sell you things. <laughs> well, you know, it's it's a job. I mean, yeah, I guess it it's not the most worthy of them. Telemarketing, I think. Um, in in a sense. In a sense, yeah. So this and their, their annual report says that uh, they became more prevalent during the coronavirus pandemic, uh, and over 280 million scam calls and text messages worldwide were blocked by Who's Call in 2020, up 190 percent from 2019. And this is just in Taiwan. Yeah, so this is just in oh. Taiwan, yeah. Wow. Um, so it seems like this app um, does block these for you. So mm. they are kind of doing this kind of detection. Um, Did you have to pay a fee for this service? I don't know. You in, you interviewed the man. You or the, the person. <laughs> you should, you should it's tell been, me. It's been a long time ago. <laughs> yeah. Well, and so they say that actually uh, they that during that, it, a lot of it is kind of phishing, uh, phishing with a PH, meaning kind of looking for your uh, details, just basically kind of, hoping that you'll take the bait so to speak and, and give them all of your your deets and um and they the countries that's taiwan also suffered two major phone call attacks from wow. tunisia and nauru and one text attack from japan wow yeah we're, we're being attacked by text i know yeah. i'm <laughs> not a strongly worded text? i'm not really falling down from the sky like, oh, <laughs> this text is so harsh it was very hard yeah hurtful so text. firmly worded what was it like condemning in yes. strong terms like you said so, I, yeah um so what do you guys normally do when you get a call like this do you hang up immediately well, i sometimes I do, try to have fun yeah or you're gonna play along oh you do yeah. I, I, opportunity i think i have friends like that who just like to play along like, yes who like I don't have a car, and I just leave it there. I don't go. I don't hang yeah, up. I just yeah, let yeah. the silence. Just let them go. You have to. I have to make the other person hang up. Yeah, you're just gonna what go. Are you gonna uh -huh. say, yeah. So, Nope, yeah. I don't have a car. So mm, what, do, no, what about what are you going to do about tell that? Tell me more. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> or just give them fake information. But sometimes it's not like <laughs> a. It's like a, or at least in the UK, you get it a lot where it's not even it's not a real person. It's just like a kind oh, of robot. just a robot voice. And and the way you can always tell it for some reason is that like they don't speak immediately. 
I don't no, know why. Like, yeah. It's just like okay. they kind of be like. I remember there was one time where my when my grandmother was still alive. She kept getting these calls, and she told us to tell them that she was dead. She told us to pick up and say, "No, she's dead." Oh my god! because <laughs> oh, uh, I used to like look up. They would like have your name. Cause yeah, they yeah, yeah, yeah. Phone book. Right, right, right. Like, so and so there. I'm like, no, unfortunately, oh. dead. <laughs> I mean, yeah, because these numbers. I think it's like you kind of sign up for a website and you give them your phone number, and then that get that data just gets right, sold right, to everyone else. Right. Um, but I don't know what for because I can't imagine they have that many hits. Yeah, I don't I know. Feel- Again, I think it, I, I feel like, unfortunately, when you when I read about these stories in the UK and stuff, it's always kind of people in their sort of seventies and eighties that right, are kind of right. yeah. It's um, sad. The thing I used to do mm. was speak a different language, <laughs> and, if that, really? and if they happen to know that language, like Spanish or whatever, to be crazy in that language, uh, <laughs> and then, just be crazy, yeah, and then be like very disturbing. <laughs> They're like, okay, I'm not going to speak to this person anymore. I've heard a whole compilation. I don't know if it's on YouTube where I saw it uh, of people who who turn the tables like this in some yeah, very creative yeah. ways. I think there are some mm. quite. There's a, there's a, a, a British comedian called Joe Lysett who does a similar thing, and he's got a great series of like email. I think his is more like oh, that's James Veach. Oh, there's James Veach, and the, yeah, I think, and then uh, there's another guy who does it as well. But yeah, like exactly the the kind of email exchanges with the right, scammers. Right. They're great. The kind of Nigerian princes <laughs> offering you your uh, you know untold wealth. Uh. Yes. Um, yeah. So this uh, so apparently this report says that users on average or users of this app received this is insane 794 phone calls from unknown numbers in 2020. Wow. That's like two two three a day. Hmm. I don't know. I mean, is that is that you I've heard, correspond to your range? I don't range? know if you ever guys have ever gotten this call. I haven't, but I've I know people who have uh, mm. who've told me about it. Um, there was this thing where they're like, "We're a singles club," and it's like, "Do you want to meet like oh my, matchmakers?" Really? God, services used wow. to do this. The strangest one that I ever got, and Andrew got this too, because I thought it was just me, mm. and I was very. I wasn't sure what to make of it. When right. somebody called me in in Taiwan, and I was like, "Do you like tea?" That was all the, the first thing that wow. they said. I just hung up after that. It's a good line, but I, mean, I, I do. <laughs> but I don't. Weird. You just start of a call. But and I thought, and then and then I remember Andrew is like posted something on Facebook about is anyone getting calls about tea? And I went, so "That's a thing." <laughs> I wonder. Uh, if it's a thing. I'm curious, but not that. Yeah. Like, where, where does this go? Where, I, I know. Where <laughs> is it a tea where salesman? Does this rabbit hole lead? Is it a is it a cold calling tea salesman <laughs> wow that's incredible um so I, i'm glad that it wasn't just me <laughs> yeah no not just you there's these this is going around a lot um yeah a lot a lot of these calls this is insane oh, have you gotten like, any weird ones mm, no i don't think no. had, i haven't had any recently i was yeah, getting no. a lot of messages on online on the messaging app we use oh. here but then i turned off the feature that lets you add because before i was just getting like a message or two messages every day from someone like a kind of a link okay. um you know buy this thing um uh-huh. but but you know from from different people different accounts but all right. called like shirley hetherington or not i don't know why they're, they're, very, <laughs> they're very clearly made up names yeah like, they're kind of actually they're kind of yeah uh, and name namers name namers <laughs> basically so uh so i turned that feature off and then obviously they, they've stopped now but well, that's good oh okay they're at it in, in taiwan so uh yeah i don't know i i get horoscope things really kinds of strange really? things in my and i don't know where it comes from i've never hmm. just, i'm not getting any of these Really? I'm, 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 am I boring? Are you feeling left out? <laughs> I feel left out. See? So why is Taiwan's tourism plan to get visitors to go heading for the woods? 
Yeah, well, this is, is like this? A, a post-COVID-19 kind of travel plan, travel well, niche. premature. We don't know when post-COVID-19 is going to be yet. Yeah, exactly. it's definitely. It could well, be this I, summer, I, it could be next year. It could be Ongoing post-COVID or whatever. <clears throat> mm. So anyway, I think it's a great idea. Do you guys, first of all, know how much of Taiwan, uh, like what percentage of forests? It's covered in forests. I mean, the middle is pretty forested. So I would guess I'm going to go... Ooh, I'm going to go... 85, something like that. Well, it's not that high. Okay, fine. It's not that high. John? 60? Oh, you're right. On a, on a dot. What? Yeah, 60%. Wow, okay. well done. Uh, we, have like, yeah. uh, we have national forests. They're called recreation areas. And there are some that I've been we to that 12. are really beautiful. Mm. Yeah. They're, they're not easy to get to, though. So I don't know how mm. international tourists would, like, on your own steam, if you don't have a car. Yeah, that's I the went, thing. The only reason I was able to go because was because it was part of, like, a tour thing. There was a bus. Oh, yeah. Well, so, this was actually, they actually tried this. A six-month pilot program that allowed citizens and foreign residents to visit any one of Taiwan's 12 forest recreation areas for free. So they only just tried this, and um, and 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 they hoped that the momentum would continue and creating new possibilities for the country's travel industry. So when they tried this thing for free, some 2.38 million tourists visited the forest parks between July and December last year. Mm, wow! And um, it was a special promotion, and that represented 38 percent increase from the same period in 2019. So how much does it normally cost? Oh, no, oh, no, I'm talking about cost, so just a number of visitors. No, 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 I know, uh, but you're saying oh, it, it was cost? free for... Oh, yeah, it was like free a, for this... Mission fee, it's not, it's not very... No, uh, no, I can't yeah, imagine not, it's too much. Not, not too much, I've I guess. I've been to one in Ilan and the one on Alishan. So yeah, yeah, yeah. Two of them. Well, well, exactly. So the most popular is Arisan in southern county of Jiayi, which recorded 580,000 entries in the second half of 2020. It's like... um. A primordial, mist-covered, oh, fairy-tale-like no. sort of a place. It's very, yeah, very beautiful. It is. I mean, so, uh, I, mean I think uh, Yushan, uh, Taiwan's highest mountain, is also in Alishan. Oh, it's like in like yeah, it's, it's a national. It's kind of yeah, connected. Yeah. So, did you spend overnight and no. wa- and it got up at oh. four in the morning to to watch the sunrise? Oh, I did, and then it, there was no sunrise. It was oh, cloudy. oh, the, 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 that day did the sun didn't rise. The sun was like, sun was like it was well, striking. I saw the yeah. sea of clouds. You know how you're like yes. above the yeah, clouds. Yeah, 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 I saw that. So that was very That's nice. Really but getting nice. at three or four in the morning. Where where was that? That was in Alishan. Yeah, yeah, nice. And um, was it? Yeah, it was. Yes. Well, the second um uh in you know after Alishan was the Taiping. In Elan, did you go to that one? I you said you went to Elan. I think that's okay. the one I went to. Yeah, I've been to that one too. Again, you not know, easy to, to get to though on your own. Mm. There's no like train stations I, nearby. I yeah, I went with yeah. my car. Yeah. Alisan is very difficult to get to, isn't it? Alisan is difficult uh, you, too. by public transport. I had to take I mean. a taxi, and but it was if you very do expensive. taxi, wow, oh wow. Well, I guess <clears> I guess you know if you don't have any form of transportation, but both places are hard to get to, but they're beautiful. So it's hard to imagine how they would attract international tourists to presumably aren't running a car you'd need, yeah. you'd need a yeah you need like a regular kind of bus i mean i right. think when i was trying to get to i was thinking of trying to climb Yushan on my own um on and own. i mean i ended up going with a friend who had a car and that was a, the right decision because to get there on, on on my own it was like i'd have to get a train to jai and then get a bus from jai to alishan and then get a taxi from alishan to oh you know, and just, those buses yeah. only run a certain hour exactly which, which they don't tell you yeah and then the, the so last, they showed up and they were like <laughs> yeah. No, it's, yeah, yeah. there's no bus. The last bus, is, the last bus is like at two p.m. So it's yeah. like you know, if you well, arrive yeah. after that, then there, that's not announced anywhere. No, you have to no. show up and find I mean, out. Yeah, <laughs> so did thing. you get to the top? Uh, I did. I did. Yeah. <gasps> wow, that's quite a feat. Yeah. Oh, okay. Well, anyway, so according to the head of the bureau's uh, forest recreation division, fifty-eight percent of the two point thirty-eight million visitors that took advantage of the free entry offer, you know, and so it works anyway. Mm. But um, 
um, between August and December of last year, Lion Travel, that's like one of the biggest you know, travel agencies right. in Taiwan, organized about 8,000 of these forest tours. And, uh, and the long-term goal is really not to increase visitor numbers, right. but okay. is to promote forests as a quality destination that will attract repeated visitors. There's a, I mean, there are some massive trees. Yeah. Yes. Oh, there I've some... seen those. <clears throat> Um, one really... time we walked for like more than an hour, maybe even, I don't know, maybe even two hours. Mm. And, you know, because my husband was there, he's mm. kind of heavy. So <laughs> we said that we're going to just walk up to the very first, um, what do they call those? Century old trees? San yeah, Sanmu, you know, sacred trees. So the first tree, and then we we're going to turn back. So that's what we did, but it was really worth it. You know, it's just worth mm. it. So I've been, yeah, like when I was, I climbed oh, He Huan San. Yeah. And, and Beautiful spot. Yeah. And uh, well, we went a, a way that I think a, a lot of people kind of cl- uh, drive up to this sort of car park and then, <laughs> and then, and then just, and walk, then just like walk like an hour, two yeah. hours. But we went, we went a kind of different way. And on the way, there's these huge trees, like really massive that mm, must have been kind of beautiful. hundreds, know, if not like thousand that, year yeah, old. Yeah, right. Exactly. Yeah. So they're saying that the economic benefits of forest tourism will extend beyond the recreational areas to, um, you know, for travel agencies, local stores and transportation service providers. You know, it's just not like getting like, getting people to go to the national park, but it's also providing, you know, more business for all these, like the transportation, yeah. local stores and gift shops and travel agencies. Have you heard of forest bathing? I have. This is like a, a oh, new yeah, well, thing. That's what, yeah, it's, it's a Chinese kind of, term is, um, what is it again? San, uh, san, 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 right. san, right. san yeah. right, right, forest. Yeah. yeah um, it's like, yeah. I think it's a, Jap- it's a Japanese whatever. thing originally. Yeah, it is. Yeah, it yeah, is. yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah, you're so nice. Yeah, we have a lot of really nice trees. And, you know, in the summertime, you don't have to worry about, you know, like getting sunburned because there's just so many trees just covering mm-hmm. those, the, you know, blocking the sun from you. And yet, you you know, it's a really nice walk. Anyway, so a section chief of the Tourism Bureau's planning division saying that more diverse options are crucial to the initiative, which means that instead of you know, just, you know, walking through the national park, they want to also combine it with like, you know, um, DIY activities. Like what kind of DIY? Maybe activity? like, like kind of making, making mochi or something. <laughs> bring, your, bring your own Ikea kind nice. of like. <laughs> Logging. Yeah, got a, got a table you need to make? I, bring I it know, along. Just, <laughs> yeah, I, it doesn't really go into specific about kind of DIY, but I'm assuming like, you know, Whittling. making, <laughs> yeah. you know, or something. something. Well, yeah, I don't want to, you know. Maybe they kind of like, you know, combine um, cooperation with um, the nearest recreational center right. for making... I don't know, rice vermicelli or mochi or yeah, something like that. I see. And also like yoga. Oh, have okay. a yoga Forest session. Yoga. Okay. Forest yoga yeah, would be good. Right? And an introduction to also local culture and history. I mean, they, you know, you get a, mm. get a tour, you know, about the history of the place, mm. you know. And um, anyway, so that sounds really fun. Yeah. Um, I will put the link to this um, story. Somewhere. somewhere. <laughs> it'll, it'll be there somewhere. You have to find somewhere. it. You have to find it. That's your challenge, <laughs> listeners. It's got some yeah. beautiful picture here of, um, you know, like I think recently it snowed um, on Taiping Shan. Yeah, I think and, that's right. And this photographer, uh, a professional photographer, took beautiful pictures of the snow mm. covered trees and shrubs and roads and everything. It, it's beautiful in color with this picture what I'm, that I'm looking at. Wow. But anyway, so... Well, in the southern city of Kaohsiung, informing on litter bugs is a lucrative business. Oh. 
Last year, the city issued fines that totaled uh, 1.4 million U.S. dollars to people littering in public areas. 63% of the cases were reported. Wow. Someone told on someone else. And uh, yeah, it said that uh, of the 27,000 plus cases reported in 2020, um, we have a little breakdown. 14,000 were just instances of cigarette butts being thrown. Wow. That's, just, that's a significant, that's, that's like half. Number. So how does that work? Do you like, you know, let's say I wanted to inform. I'm not saying I, I have or I will, but let's say <laughs> potentially I wanted to. What, what would I need? Do I need to take a photo I of... I think there's like a sort of a hotline type right. thing. We have photo evidence, yeah. But that can be manipulated too. But, but then like, how would you also like, you know, do you perform like citizen's arrest on the person that's littering? Or like, Stop where yeah, you are. like kind of tackle them to the ground? Because like, how do you, you know, how do you identify this person? I'm not sure. But there were also 5,000 trash disposals in public areas. Oh, and that more than 2,000, right. more than 2,000 related to people spitting beetle nut juice on the ground. Is that, is that, that counts as littering, does it? Apparently it does. There were more than, there were 2,570 75 instances last wow. year. So in Gaucho like, yeah, alone. That's pretty common, so I imagine. They so quickly. They yeah. walk away. How are you going to catch them? I don't yeah. know. There's a kind of DNA analysis. But about here's that. the thing. Trash informants were given more than $5 million anti dollars for those reports. Wait, sorry. So how much were the, how, how much were the fines? Uh, in total, they, they issued fines worth in anti dollars about $40 million. Of those, about oh, okay. more than five went to people, the people who were informed. Sorry, I, I thought both of those were right. U.S. Five I thought, I thought, made a, I thought yeah. they were giving no, no, out no, no, more no. than they were you know, no, like getting back. Five of the of million anti dollars were right. given of that were given right, to right, informers right, see, for, see, see. for telling on people, basically. Wow. The top three informants, well, I'll just give you the top oh my God. one. The top one person... Got yeah. four hundred and thirty thousand anti dollars. That's many mon- many many months that's salary. About, that's about kind of fifteen thousand US or something like that. Uh, yeah. a bit more than that. I mean, that's uh, more than a year's salary for most people. I yeah, think. that's that's well, insane. this is a, like a full time job. Yeah, this one like an informant. Oh, I mean, wow. they, they might as well just list him as an employee. I mean, at that point, I've heard in Taipei that I don't know if the, this is still the case, but for a while at least, they stopped allowing people to inform because they yeah. were like this making They're it like into making like into a the, profession. Really? I know, and just like finding making up cases yeah they just stand in the same spot and just watching for someone to litter i would say that i think um Taipei is a very clean, clean city. Oh, yeah. not according to some other foreigners. I think recently the Japanese. I think the Japanese. I've got, I've got a Japanese friend who's ah. also. He's like, oh, Taipei is so, so dirty. dirty. They have very I'm high like, standards. Where, where have you been? Like, where, I, I mean, I haven't been to Japan, so I don't know how clean it is there. But like, it to me, coming from London, it's 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 spotless. I mean, the one thing I would say is that there are very few uh, public trash cans um which is quite frustrating when like i don't know you go and get something from a a convenience store and then they're like okay well now what do i do with this because i've Mm -hmm. left i mean you know can can dispose of in the convenience store but japan's a different level like just to recycle there's like depending on the municipality like maybe 10 different ways to just Uh like to to uh sort your recycling wow like it's not just plastic it's which varieties of plastic <laughs> it's not just glass it's what color glass like there's wow. a lot of they're, 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 it's a different wow. level of cleanliness yeah still so, so they don't so they you can't inform on people in taipei now or they've i don't know that, if that's been overturned or not but i mm. remember hearing for a while that people were sort of 
abusing the system a little bit. Yeah, right. I've heard that. Well, it sounds like you can, but you can still get your money in Gaoshong. Gaoshong, you certainly oh, can. And the number of the number of people who are registered members of its littering reporting system. I'm not sure if this is on, on a website or an, wow. app, an app, maybe. Yeah. Um, but it's grown from 1,000 to 7,000. So more people are watching out for. Is, it, is that over the last year or something? Or yeah. Over the so, kind of time period. 1, 7, so a lot of people are realizing that maybe they can make a bit of extra money this way. I wonder where that, that kind of top person, I wonder where they stand. You know, like, where do, yeah, they, where do they go? But they're not right. alone because the next one, okay, it was less impressive, but still, second place, 360,000 NT Third place, 330,000 NT These are all high wow. amounts. Yeah, these are, this is a lot. This is a lot of money. So, mm. I don't know. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Well, that just about does it for today's edition of Here in Taiwan. Don't go anywhere just yet. Up next, it's Jukebox Republic. But for now, I'm John Van Trieste. I'm Shirley Lin. And I'm Stash Butler. We'll see you next time, hopefully on a live stream. Just tuned into Jukebox Republic. I'm Shirley Lin. Remember, I talked about going vegetarian before uh, some time ago. Well, I slacked off after a while. Kind of lost my reason for going vegetarian. But recently, an interview with someone from my other show made me think again, kind of seriously. And also, you know, talking to my son Charles, who is pretty serious about not eating meat for six months now, also convinced me. I'll tell you all about it. After this song, I mean, the reason why I want to do this is I want to be healthy. That's the song, 身体健康, Healthy, by Fang Chongjia. 健健康康，我们的爱情才会源源满满。你要养成照顾自己的习惯，留住你红润好气色的脸庞，一直到时代同堂，一百年后还要牵着手。Hey, 
际变幻，容易照亮。亲爱的你，要注意防寒，别太逞强，有些勇敢会让我很不安。为梦想，我到远方闯荡。无法给你最直接的温暖，所以要为自己着想，注意身体健康。你要养成照顾自己的习惯，让我在远方不会为你慌张。要知道，只有活得健健康康。我们的爱情才会圆圆满满。你要养成照顾自己的习惯，留住你红润好几色的脸庞。你知道时代同堂，一百年后还要牵着手，陪我继续闯荡。在远方不会为你慌张，要知道只有活得白白胖胖，我们的爱情才会圆圆满满。你要养成照顾自己的习惯，留住你红润好七色的脸庞。你知道时代同堂，一百年后。牵着手，陪我继续浪漫。You listen to Jew Boss Republic. I'm Shirley Lin. And that was Fang Chongjia with the song "Sinti Jiankang." It means,、um, you know, wish you healthy, something like that.、Um, if the song sounds familiar, I could have played it before. I think it's a beautiful song.、Um, basically, it's like a s- sad love song.、Um, he's singing basically to his ex, saying,、um, "Please take care of yourself. The weather's turning cold." Uh, I don't want to worry about you, and yeah, blah blah blah. Okay, now so if you remember some time ago,、um, also because I interviewed someone on my other show, she introduced me to this documentary film called Game Changers, right? And it's talking about this football team, I think, in the states that weren't doing very well until they all started, you know, going vegetarian and they started winning、um, the games. And it's all because I think the captain of the team,、um, his wife is a very good vegetarian cooker, okay, chef. So、um, she would like make these hamburgers, but they're vegetarian hamburgers, and、um, 
and even like fries or fried chicken, but they're all vegetarian. You know, it's amazing. And you see these people, they're all like, you know, huge football players coming, walking into their their yard um, because they were having this meal outdoors. And she's just come up with huge platter of all this hamburgers and fried chicken, but they're all vegetarian. Yeah. So it's amazing. Anyway, it's funny. I really should watch the, that um, documentary again because that's about the only thing I can remember from it. But there's a whole lot of information from it that is, really convinces you that going vegetarian is good for you. Anyway, I've got to go back to see that um, video, that, that documentary. Well, anyway, basically, you know, after I was introduced to that documentary, I watched that. I watched it with my husband, Big John, that very night. And we were so convinced I mean, even Big John was like sending all the links to the, uh, you know, to the uh, documentary to a lot, lot of friends. But the sad thing is that we slacked off in a major way after about two, three weeks. Um, Big John just loves eating meat. So, you know, he just couldn't do it. Besides, now we're working out. He thinks that he needs all the protein he can get from meat, you know. But I talked to another woman the other day who was on the same show. Um, and she's all of the following three, environmentalist, minimalist, and vegetarian. She said the reason that she became someone who cares about the environment was from a trip to Bali, um, Indonesia. And she took a picture of this beautiful sunset, and then she posted on Facebook. And her friends were saying that it's a beautiful picture, but what's all those things, those dots on the bottom? Are they birds? And, um, you know, this guest said, answered and said, no, it's garbage. They're like plastic on on the water surface, like bobbing up and down or something like that, or on the beach. So that picture stuck in her mind. She figured she has to do something about it. And so the same reason that she thought if she doesn't want to see pollution kill animals, then she shouldn't eat the animals too. That means killing them as well because that would mean killing them as well. That really hit home for me this time, you know. So someone else has also really convinced me, too, about going vegetarian. That's my son, Charles. Now, at the time he watched uh, Game Changers with us, he decided, after watching it, to go vegetarian. And he stuck with it for six months now, I think. And he's pretty good at it. Although occasionally he, you know, eats some meat and that's only because, um, you know, we would have a dinner with my in-laws and my parents over and they would always have steak. They would always have lamb chop if you heard me talk about this. And so, you know, he couldn't help but eat some of that. Anyway, he's definitely still a better off doing it than my husband and I. Not that I don't like vegetables. I love vegetables. In fact, if I have a very meaty meal and I don't see any greens, I wouldn't feel right. I wouldn't feel right. Now, Charles is just doing great. I mean, it's been half a year now. Wow, time just really flies. And he's just 23. And the other day, so I started talking to him about it. I asked him why. He said, well, the video, I mean, the, the documentary did it. And of course, afterwards, he Googled and studied up a lot about it and so he decided to go vegetarian. And this is kind of a side point. He showed me the scripture in the Bible. And it says, 
in the book of Genesis, the first book of the Bible, it says that when God created the universe, God created seed-bearing plants in every tree that has fruit with seed in it. They will be yours for food. And he was talking about mankind, like men, uh, humans. And this is an, a side-added fact. God then gave every green plant as food for animals. So, well, however you want to interpret that. But anyway, of course, it's just food for thought. Charles said it must be somehow that after that, for some reason, mankind started eating meat. Something might have happened, you know. But, but anyway, the point is, I think we were born to, to be plant eaters, <laughs> vegetarians. Well, anyway, something about our teeth, too. Well, I'm not going to go into details about that. So here's another song about being healthy. It says, Happy Healthy. 健康快乐, like happy birthday, but it's happy health. Okay, by Ping Guan. Shola 你说我也知道你等着看我怎么安慰当然会舍不得我想你一定睡了
，我从未流过口水。那些个日子，只有你留在我的心扉。在一起这么多。Anyway, I'm giving vegetarian another try. Yes, I'm working out too, just like my hubby. But we can have protein intake from other things other than meat, like nuts, tofu. Good thing I love tofu. Anyway, so it's back to it's going to be easier for me to decide what to eat for lunch at work. Remember, I used to have this dilemma where I would have a hard time deciding what to eat for lunch because Taiwanese-style lunch boxes that you order outside, you know, like at work. Are often greasy and they have a lot of meat, but now I only have one choice: pick the vegetarian one if they have one. And this change has actually helped somewhat in other ways for me. Like I don't really like the smell of truffles, and I'm not talking about chocolate truffles. To be honest, it smells like gasoline to me. You know, the savory kind of truffle. But when I was deciding what to have for lunch the other day at work, there wasn't a whole lot of vegetarian choices. So I decided, reluctantly, I decided on the one with truffle、um, over risotto and mushrooms. And I just prayed that I would have second thoughts about truffle-flavored food. It turned out not to be too bad. It really wasn't too bad, and I'm just thankful for that. So I know that next time, if there's nothing else but truffle. Um, flavored dish or food or risotto or spaghetti or whatever, then、um, I can go for it. I think I can. It does feel less burden now knowing that I'm eating healthily. I do hope I persevere, though. I have to constantly remind myself why I'm doing this. Sometimes it's a little disheartening when the vegetarian lunch box that I order is not all that tasty. Then I get discouraged about persevering. Yeah, I think you know I can I can struggle. I, I do have meat and sausages at home. After all, Big John hasn't decided to go vegetarian this time. It's tempting sometimes, but every time I'm thinking about taking a bite, I think about the animals I killed. I think I need to watch that documentary again, The Game Changers, to convince me why I'm doing this. You know, it's for my health. Not only that, but it's also for the environment, right? And now with the Lunar New Year holiday coming up so soon, my mother-in-law is bound to have a lot of meat and fish on the New Year's Eve dinner table. It would be rude to refuse to eat them when she serves around the table. So, and also it's auspicious to be eating, you know, certain foods. Like for example,、um, definitely there's going to be meat to indicate that we're well off. Well, it's it's an old belief, you know, from the old days that you've got to have meat on Chinese New Year's dinner at least. 
right, once a year. And it is fish, which sounds the same as the character for abundance. And then there's got to be soup, very likely a chicken soup. So the person I interviewed this time, she doesn't eat seafood either. So I'm thinking, should I not eat fish as well? But um, I probably will take a bite at least and I'll take a bite of the meat at least. You know, I'm not going to be rude. And I even reminded my son that he better not, you know, uh, make a scene of it by refusing all this fish and meat, you know, from my mother-in-law. So he says he knows. Yeah, he knows. So I think we'll be both nibbling away on some meat and fish and seafood. And there's going to be all kinds of meat, actually, when that day comes, which is going to be this coming Thursday, Lunar New Year's Eve. And that's the most important family reunion dinner ever in in a year. Yeah. So here's Happy Chinese New Year of the Ox to you. And uh, I'm going to play a New Year song. I mean, a Chinese New Year song. This is going to be by Fei Yuqing, who recently retired. Um, I would say that he's more like an operatic singer.
去百年。一进门把腰弯，左手拉那个右手弯，哎呀咿呀嘿，姊妹相交拜了个什么年？哎呀嘿。把腰弯，左手拉那个右手弯，哎呀咿呀嘿，自家兄弟拜了个什么年？哎呀。Thank you for listening to Radio Taiwan International, broadcasting from Taipei, Taiwan. Check out our website at english.rti.org.tw. Again, that's English.rti.org.tw. Our 60-minute English program can be heard every day at the following times and frequencies: in Southern China and South Asia from 1600 to 1700 UTC on 6185 kilohertz. In South Asia, from 0300 to 0400 UTC on 15320 kilohertz. Thank you once again for listening to Radio Taiwan International. We'd love to hear from you. Please send your comments to PO Box 123-199, Taipei, Taiwan. You can also email us at rti@rti.org.tw. At 